and welcome to the High Vibe Human Podcast. I'm your host, Lexi Johnson from Educating Earthlings. This podcast is all about raising your vibrations to connect with yourself on a deeper level. We talk about everything high vibe, including wellness, human design, nutrition, relationships, spirituality, meditation, hormone healing, crystals, astrology, female empowerment, and so much more. We'll chat with some amazing humans who radiate positivity, inspiration, and authenticity. Tune in every Tuesday for a new episode. I can't wait to vibe with you. Love and light from your host, Lexi. What's up? What's up, you guys? Welcome to another episode of the High Vibe Human Podcast. And I'm so excited for this episode because today we get to talk to one of my dear friends, Colleen. Um, She is the woman behind Green Colleen um, on Instagram. And she is just so wise and like her voice and her words are amazing. So yeah, I'm really excited for you guys to listen to this one. Uh, There are a couple like audio issues again with this episode just because of internet connection and all that stuff, but all the content is there and um, this whole 55 minutes of our chat together is um, unedited just because it was such a pure, raw, and like beautiful conversation that I didn't want to take anything out. But yeah, it's amazing and I hope you guys enjoy it. Just a couple things before we get started. Um, I am officially starting to sign people up for human design readings um, for couples. And I'm really excited about this because we do a dual chart reading. So I read your chart and then I read your partner's chart and um, we I share where you can help and benefit each other and bring each other up. It's less about compatibility and more about understanding the other person. Um, And I'm super excited to start offering this because this is something that I focus on in my relationships in my life, Um, not even just romantic relationships, but all relationships in my life. I love just looking someone up and um, I don't necessarily like tell them everything that's in their chart, but just so I know how their energy works. It's just, it's amazing um, to be able to talk to somebody and treat them exactly how their authentic energy flows. Um, In the future, I do want to start doing this with parents and children, but I'm just starting out with partners um, right now or couples. And yeah, so I'm super excited about that. If you guys want to uh, sign up for a couple's reading um, or a partner reading, I'm not exactly sure what I'm going to call it yet. I'll put the link uh, below. It's just going to be the same price as a deep dive plus strategy session. Um, so you can click on that one right now and yeah, it'll it'll be all up on the website pretty shortly here. I'm still working a lot on behind the scenes um, super excited to launch highvibehuman.co. And um, yeah, <laughs> I guess that's kind of like my little update session for this week. Um, one thing that's really exciting that I'm doing this week as well is my two sisters are in town from LA and um, we're definitely going to try to do a podcast recording episode of just like us talking about all the amazing stuff we talk about and um, me sharing their high vibe energy with you guys. So stay tuned for that episode coming up shortly. Um, But in the meantime, I hope you guys really enjoy this episode where I sit down and talk with Colleen all about the vegan lifestyle that she lives. Um, And she's also a generator and she's just so sparkly and living by her design. Exactly. Just everything that a generator is, that is what Colleen is. <laughs> She's just like amazing. And I dive um, deeper into other parts of her chart too. So if you guys relate to maybe open emotional center, um, definitely give this a listen and I hope you guys enjoy it. I'll stop talking now and just get on with it. Love you guys. Enjoy the episode. What's up, guys? I'm here with Colleen from Green Colleen, and I'm super excited to chat with her today all about human design and her energy type and what she does 
Um, so, hi, how are you? <laughs> hi, Lexi. I'm so excited to be here. I've been looking forward to this interview. Yeah, I have too. This is exciting. We were going to try to do a live recording um, as live as in like both in the same room at the same time when she visited not too long ago, but it ended up not working out because we were just having too much fun. So <laughs> yeah, that was like, I guess that could be like our pregame to the interview to kind of like set the tone and just inspire us for further. Yeah. Yeah. We had some really great conversations. Sometimes I just wish I could hit record on life or whatever, and we could record everything that we've been talking about. I know. All right. So we're going to start with some fun questions that I do with a lot of my interviewees. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. So the first question is, how do you like to spend your free time? And this doesn't have to do with your job or how you make money or anything like that. I would say my favorite way to spend my free time revolves around two different elements. So creating and then spending time outdoors. So I mean, any way that I can do that. I mean, I love drawing. Um, I love cooking. I love taking photos. But then if I can do that outdoors or you know, separate from that, just spending time outdoors. I so appreciate that in whatever capacity. Awesome. I totally feel you on that. Um, one little side note that I just realized is we have the same profile in human design. It's like the two, four hermit opportunist. Yeah. And see, that one means exactly, but here you are. So. Yeah. It's a, well, it's, it's, um, we might not dive into it as much today just because we're doing like a more of a mini reading, but, um, I know that people with the similar profiles have a lot more in common generally than people even with the same energy type, just because that's kind of like how they function um, with, within themselves versus like how they function with society around them. So they kind of just have like a lot more in common based on what they enjoy and how they work and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I thought that was interesting. I was like, that's why we get along so well. <laughs> All right. Um, moving on, the next question is, do you have a morning routine? If so, what is that like? Or maybe you have an evening routine. Any other rituals you have throughout the day? Tell us about those. Yes, to all of it. I feel like I'm definitely a creature of habit. So morning time is usually I wake up. I don't know how many details you want, but I, I wake up, drink uh, a lot of water, go to the bathroom, and then I wash my teeth, brush my face. Wash, your, wash your teeth and brush your face? Yes, yes, that. <laughs> and then I, make, I make my way to put on my workout clothes, which I've set out the night before because I just don't want to make any real decisions in the morning. So I put on my workout clothes, and then I usually have some Vega pre-workout. Um, I don't like to have any sort of food or anything before I work out, but that's you know one of the first things I do. So I head to the gym, and I'm so fortunate now that I live in an apartment that's right next to my gym, so I walk next door, and I go to the gym for an hour, hour and a half. Um, and sometimes, you know, depending on how I'm feeling in the morning, maybe I'll go for a run instead, but um, I'm very intuitive in that way. And then afterwards, I'll come back and I've been doing kind of like a yoga stretch flow back at my apartment on my yoga mat. And I have hardwood floors at my new place. So I've just really been enjoying that and work on some inversions if I'm feeling like it. And then I'll take a shower, do some work for my job, and then I will make a smoothie bowl. And preceding that... I have like a warm drink of some sort. So maybe it's like a, a coffee drink or a tea drink or matcha or something. Awesome. Okay. Um, before we move on, I kind of want to talk about a few things that you mentioned, just because I know a lot of the listeners probably, if they're following me, they probably follow you as well. And they might have some questions about some of the things you just talked about. So two of the things, your workout um, kind of routine and then your smoothie bowls. Um, do you want to dive a little bit more into those two things? Yeah. So, okay. So workouts, I, my basis for exercise is definitely strength training. Um, but I like to make sure that I'm incorporating all kinds of cross training. So I'm, you know, a very functional type athlete. So um, strength is definitely important, but also endurance and flexibility. So usually what my morning workouts will end up looking like is for an upper body workout I'll do like 15-20 minutes of cardio prior to that usually in the form of like high intensity 
So interval training rather than just like, you know, slow endurance. Um, and then after that, I will go on to, you know, weights, body weights, things like that. So yeah, three days a week, I'll do upper body. And then two days a week, I'll do lower body. And the lower body days, I don't start with cardio because that's just more of a full body workout. Mm -hmm. uh, I feel you on that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, and then it depends on how I'm feeling, but sometimes, especially when it's nice out, I'll just like crave being outside so much. And, you know, I do like to, when the weather is nice, go for a nice little joy run, I like to say. So um, actually last fall, I did my first longer endurance event. So it was a 10K, which was 6.25 miles, which was huge for me. And I feel like that kind of just busted the mental block that I had on me being a certain type of athlete that didn't run too far. So that was cool. That is so cool. Awesome. Okay. Can you talk about your uh, smoothie bowls too? You're like the queen of smoothie bowls. <laughs> So I think it really all started, honestly, when I started working for Vega, plant-based protein company. Um, and then I was having smoothies all the time. And I realized that just the nature of how I am as an eater, I feel like I just eat things way too fast. And it's always something I'm trying to be more conscious of. But for me, putting it into a bowl and then putting toppings on top and eating the smoothie with a spoon has really helped with satiation and slowing down. So I really enjoyed that. But I think it's just something that ever since I started with my whole morning workout routine, I think my body is so like fired up, then I crave something cooling. Um, so it's so crazy. I want to say for the last like three years or so, like 90% of my breakfasts are smoothie bowls. And <laughs> I try to be as intuitive as possible. It's not like I'm forcing myself to eat smoothie bowls every morning. It's literally what I crave. So, you know, until I start craving something else in the morning, I will continue with my smoothie bowls. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Um, Colleen has a little story highlight um, on her Instagram all about all of her smoothie bowls, all the ingredients she puts in there. So definitely check that out. Um, okay. So let's move on to the next little fun question. Uh oh. Sorry if you guys can hear. There's a little siren outside right now. <laughs> um, okay. This one's a fun one. If you could have any superpower, what would that be? Okay. So I've been thinking about this one. I was trying to be unique, but honestly, Teleportation, I would have to say, but my one little exception is that I want to also be able to teleport to other times. So loud. They decided to blow their horn like right by the window. Okay. Teleportation. So, okay. So my one exception is my teleportation would extend to other times, but when I transport to other times, I wouldn't want to be visible. I just want to be an observer. Because I think it would help with a lot of just like unlearning and like healing type things, just to like be a third person observer and just be like, oh, that's what happened. And that's why this is this way. Again, yeah. you know? So anyways, that's, that would be my superpower. Oh, I love that. I like getting goosebumps just like thinking about that because we've, I've, I've uh, had a recent conversation with my, one of my friends about this but like we never see ourselves like we only see a picture or a reflection or a recording like we never truly see like our lives how other people see our lives like we are all living in our own world you know so that would be super cool just to go back and see from an out like you're still yourself but it's an outsider perspective almost because you're not living in that moment anymore yeah. that would be really cool i love that I have those thoughts all the time. I'm just like, I wish I could just go back and just like watch what happened because yeah, it's like, it's always like us in our minds. Like, you know, it's not like they're the yes. what is reality? I don't know. What is reality? I just watched um, Into the Spider-Verse that it's on Netflix now. If you guys haven't watched it, it's really good. <laughs> go watch it. Um, it's, it's like a comic cartoon based like movie. Um, and yeah, it's, it's really good. The, there's like all of these different, like the bad guy or whatever turns this machine on and it makes like these alternate universes collide. And then there's like a different Spider-Man in each universe and they like come to the same universe. It was, it was really cool. And it was like still, they were still from earth, like New York or whatever, but things were just slightly different. And I was thinking like, what, what if, I mean, I'm sure this is true, but like different 
decisions we make in our lives create different time loops and like different pathways to different um, realities. Yes, really. like that's so true. This is now reminding me, I was never like a watcher of Black Mirror. I don't know if you were. Yeah, no, I have. I, I started it, but I was like, this is weird. Yeah. <laughs> I can't handle. Each episode is completely different, but so I watched two different ones, but the one I'm talking about in particular is exactly what you're talking about. So it's like the viewer actually has a decision to create what the reality is. So like an option keeps popping up in between scenes being like, should so-and-so do this or this? Oh, it was like the band bander or something. Yeah. It was like a certain black mirror. I watched, I did that one. That was cool. Social media is freaking out. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, but yeah, same type of deal where, you know, there's so many scenes, I guess that were filmed in advance and yeah, it just keeps, you know, you can go in like a loop and it'll send you back to where you started and Mm -hmm. it's crazy stuff. But yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm with you. I feel like that's, that's what it is. So cool. I love thinking about this stuff. Like it kind of freaks me out, but also like, it's so cool. I agree. Yeah. All right. Teleportation. That's a good one. That's mine too. Teleportation. Just like to be anywhere in a second. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So what is a recent goal that you've achieved, small or large? Um, sometimes it's fun to smoke, focusing on some small goals because I feel like we surpassed those. But yeah. Would you like to share one of those with us? Yeah. So actually, this brings me back to when I first met you in person and you were part of the whole inspiration of me starting um, my inversion practice. Oh my gosh, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. So for you guys that don't know, Lexi and I actually met for the first time IRL in real life at the, or it was, okay. So we went, my friends and I that were visiting, we went up during the Twin Cities Veg Fest in 2017. And just randomly after, you know, indulging in all the goodies, we decided we were going to start just playing around, doing some handstands, cartwheels. And I think that's like amazing tree in the shade over there. That was so cool. Yes. So I think Lex, you started pulling out like a a headstand and I was like, that's so cool. And I was like, you know, we both have that like, you know, gymnastics type background. Mm -hmm. I just like haven't really practiced any of that stuff in a while and it like brings me so much joy and like just it's so fun so um after that weekend I was like you know what I need to work on my headstand so I just continually worked on those for like literally every night I was so dedicated to it (laughs) and I got better pretty quickly and then that moved on to handstands and so yeah over the last like a year and a half I've been working on just being really still in handstands and um same type of dedication, like maybe not every day, but like, you know, at least like three times a week or so. And I've gotten a lot better at it. So I've been proud. I think it's kind of just like a little, a little goal that's, and I really think the mental space that I've gotten to has helped me just maintain that stillness when I'm, when I'm up there too. But of course the, you know, the strength training, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Um, Colleen has another story highlight on her Instagram, all about her inversion um, journey. So check that out too. Super awesome. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, I, yeah, I, I started with, I think, earlier, the late part of 2017. So you can like really watch through. Mm-hmm. I have, there's like, I want to say like over 100. I just don't even know the capacity for this. Yeah, there's a lot. <laughs> um, I remember like watching how you started with your headstands and, he- and when you switched to the handstands, even like your the placement of like your hands on your head or like the back of your head and like where how strong where your neck was your shoulders like all of that stuff you were talking about and it was just like I mean for me I just kind of like throw myself up there and practice and like you break it down very well so love that um okay next question what is your current obsession and this can be literally anything uh let's see um I was actually going to say before, um, inversions, but let's see, food wise, because like, I feel like if I'm not doing like body stuff, then it's going to be food related. Um, smoothie bowls we already talked about. Um, I will say, even though this isn't like totally recent, I have been consuming kale more than I ever 
thought I would in my entire life. And I never really liked kale until like probably a year ago. I always just thought it was like too dense and um, hard to chew and all of this. But ever since I got down to like a, a massaging technique, where I use like some sort of like fat elements like tahini or like a cashew dressing or even avocado um, and then usually nutritional yeast and like really like as you would imagine get in there and really massage it I, I literally I crave kale and yeah I, I feel like I'm not, that's so unrelatable or maybe I don't know to a very niche group it is but but yeah so yeah. I definitely relate to the part where it's like takes a lot of chewing effort like for me, when you were talking about even the smoothie bowl, I was like, I'm like, I still prefer a smoothie where I could just sip on it. And may, I don't know, maybe that's like a simplicity thing for my energy type being a projector. Like I thrive off more simple foods and you kind of need like a more complex um, fat protein carb ratio and all of that stuff being a generator. So yeah. Um I didn't know that that was one of the factors of the it is so that I mean that's probably why you thrive when you eat a lot more of like um a more of a balanced like fat protein carb versus like carb heavy do you know what I mean yeah yeah I know there's so many different schools of thought and I don't even know if this is accurate but I remember reading a while back and this might have been debunked but um off of blood you know eat for your blood type which I feel like is partially not accurate but also I was reading in my like oh blood type that yeah like higher fat higher protein is like what that individual usually thrives off of so of course I just you know related to that and I was like oh yeah that's right <laughs> yeah well I mean like take what works for you and disregard the rest so that I mean that's all what human design or like pretty much anything is as long as you're being intuitive and like listening to what you need so you're like the queen of that <laughs> um all right okay this is kind of a double question um when you were little what did you want to be when you grew up and now as an adult what do you want to be when you grow up okay so when I was younger and this is you know very much so influenced clearly by the type of environment that I was growing up in but I wanted to be a super wealthy international businesswoman <laughs> and yeah I wanted to be traveling the world wearing lots of fancy business clothes and I didn't really care what I was doing I just wanted to be making a lot of money <laughs> And um, so then we bring it to present day and what I want to be now when I grow up. And I don't have quite as much of a specific role in mind, but more so just constantly evolving myself and helping the world to evolve toward like a better tomorrow. Um, definitely involving helping people and just, just creating positive change. Um, ideally, working for myself and, uh, you know, doing something that I feel aligns fully with me. So yeah, I don't have a specific answer. Just that. Totally feel that. I love it so much. Um, okay. So we kind of briefly talked about human design already, but um, can you share with us anything that you do know about yourself and your type um, for human design? Yes. So I think I only really looked into this once I started seeing all of your posts on human design and being super intrigued and then of course inquiring with you about it all but so I know that I'm a generator which is the most popular energy type and then I'm ruled by my sacral center mm -hmm. that's your authority my authority yeah yes. and then profile which we just talked about is the the two four yes. and then I know we were talking about this when I visited just a couple of weeks ago, but I think I'm open in maybe my head, my the the top like the crown, the very top one. Your the head that head space is open, and then your um, emotional is open too. We'll we'll talk about the emotional center being open because that's very. It's either like you your emotional authority or you're not. So. Okay. About 50% of the people are emotional authority and the rest are open emotional or non-emotional. I don't like to say non-emotional because you're, you're still like, an, you're still human, like you have emotions, but it's open emotional. Like you, you will take on those emotions from what's around you versus like, versus like just sitting there in your car and like you cry. <laughs> 
or like yeah. on the ladder that I, I'm, I'm like fully my own emotions. That's what, what was the question? So I'm like the latter, the one you, the last one you mentioned that I'm like fully my own emotions and you're, you, you feel, so when you're by yourself, we can just dive into this right now. So anyone with an open emotional center will, um, will experience like very, will experience like a very calm and kind of like, I don't know, at peace when they're, when they're alone and when they're by yourself and you're in your element, um, when you are around other people that might be experiencing like something overwhelming to them or kind of like extreme emotions, you may, might take that on as your emotions. Or if, I mean, I feel like you're a very intuitive person. So you would, you would kind of pick up on like, oh, this is not what, what I'm feeling right now. This is someone else and I'm taking it on. Anything that's open in your chart you take on from what's around you and you amplify it. Um, so a lot of people will feel emotions from their partner or a friend and then just amplify them and feel them as their own. But what to be aware of if you have an open emotional center is that you're there to help others, like kind of um, guide them through to guide them through their emotional wave or guide them through to kind of understand their emotions a little bit more since you yours is open you can if you allow yourself to you are able to kind of understand other people's emotions a lot easier um it's different than being empathetic because a lot of people can like empathize with somebody else but you literally you literally feel their emotions like if you're having a conversation with them and someone's getting very um emotional like sad about something like you will feel that and you'll like a lot of people might even start crying as well and just like really, really feel like they've experienced the same things and all that stuff. Um, yeah. And, yeah. Um, a particular case that stands out to me is my experience with funerals. And I feel like I've unfortunately been to a ton of funerals in my lifetime and they're like one of the hardest events for me to attend. I know they're just obviously a painful event in general, but I like literally cannot control myself when I'm like at these funerals and I get like a glimpse or like come even like remotely close to the family that's been affected by the loss. Like, and I, I, and years past I've been almost embarrassed because it's like, I might not even be that close with the person that passed away, but like just being around that family, like I like cannot stop like bawling my eyes out. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know, then I don't want to be around people. I'm just like a mess. And yeah. yeah. Well, that, that desire to kind of like separate yourself is because when you are separated from those people, then you're, you're kind of like detox. It might take you a while, like a, a minute or like a couple days even, but like let, let those emotions like flow through you and don't own them as your own um, emotions because ultimately they're not your own emotions. They're, they're, like you experience emotions through other people and that's how that's like what other people can give to you too um so yeah it's kind of cool like that like for me i experience um energetic bursts or like energy through other people so when i'm around others i absorb their energy because my energy center that sacral center is wide open um but if I'm around them too much, then it gets overloaded and I need to go detox. So like that's you with emotions. Like you, when you're around other people, you can, you download all of their emotions. And um, even if they're not showing it, sometimes you can like be intuitive and tap into how they're feeling. Um, and that can, that's one of your gifts too. A lot of uh, open centers can be where your gifts lie. So that's really cool too. That's really interesting. Are you also open emotionally? I'm, I have a closed emotional center, so I really ride the wave. <laughs> um, like, for example, yesterday, what was I doing? I was literally driving, and I was, like, I just, like, started crying. I was just, like, thinking about, I don't even know, just kind of, like, how far I've come and, like, everything in my life, and I'm, like, holy shit. <laughs> I'm, like, holy shit. Like, I've gone through, like, so much in the past, even just, like, looking back a year ago today. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, my gosh. That's I'm just, like, getting emotional right now. 
no, but like all the seals. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, gosh, you have come so far. Yeah. It's, it's a lot. Um, but yeah. Um, yeah. So either, either you have that open emotional center and you kind of take on other people's emotions as your own. Um, and just like be aware of that and know that that is one of your gifts and you can even at those funerals when you're feeling super overwhelmed, like you can be, um, a healer to other, those people who are also feeling those emotions because then you can like relate to them and like show them empathy and like give them the love that they need. Um, but just know yourself and know when you have to step away and detox from those emotions too. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I feel that so in so many situations where I'm like feeling this desire to like relieve the pressure so that, yeah, it just makes a lot of sense. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. And just know yourself and know when you have to step away. One example that I always like to talk about too, is like, if you say like you and your partner, you and your friend, um, come together at the end of the day and like your partner or friend might be really irritated or annoyed about something and they come into your space and you're just like, well, <laughs> and all of a sudden like they, they'll like say one little thing and it'll like trigger you, but that's not you. Like it's them. And, mm -hmm. and like, just know that, that you are feeling those things in order for you to help them through their emotional wave. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, we kind of got to surround ourselves with people who have open emotions, closed emotions, like um, all of that stuff, just so we can find balance. And like, that's what's really cool about human design is that it's here as a tool so that we can know ourselves better. And then so we can teach other people about ourselves. So we can learn about other people better and just kind of like come together and like like all of the energy types work together so well. I just recently posted a, a repost from another human design account. Um, and it was like a manifester grabbed an idea and it's like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. Got this idea. Love it. And then they're like, oh, another idea. They toss that idea to the side. A generator goes and picks it up and they're like, oh my gosh, this is an awesome idea. I align with it so much. I need to go like make this happen. The generator will go make it happen. Um, and then the projector will be over here and they'll be like, here's a map on how to make it happen. I feel you. I feel you. Here's how to do it. And like the, the, the projector will like kind of give that, pass it on and like let the generator go do their work. And then the reflector is over here, just like holding up mirrors, showing you like, this is really what's going on in your life. And like this, like reflectors are such healers just because of all their open centers. It's so cool. And even if you are a generator or a manifester or a projector and you have a lot of openness in your chart, you can still relate a lot to um, reflectors just because of that. So, And reflectors are the most rare energy type, right? They are. That There's no, no centers that are colored or defined. It's all white. It's all open. Okay. Yeah. Your sister, Carly, right? Carl, no, Carly's a manifester. Yeah. Um, and then Riley is a generator as well. Gotcha. Yeah. Carly's definitely a manifester though. Man manifester auras are, um, kind of like one-sided where they're very like opinionated with their, their views. And it's really cool because then they create their own tribe, like super quick. They're like, all right, you either like me or you don't like come on along or see you later. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but they're really good at, at like coming up with new things and creating new things. And then the generators are really, at, are really good at, um, finding something that they align with and finding something that they're really, really passionate about what lights them up and like bringing it to life. So that's really cool too. Um, but yeah. Okay. Where were we? Where were we? We just started talking about emotional centers. Um, should we start with maybe the energy type? Like well, exactly, I mean, I guess your example, you kind of just like. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so you're a generator. Um, we, did, we did kind of talk a little bit about generators. This was just a really great conversation overall. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, okay, so a little bit more about generators. Generators will always have that sacral center defined. And since for you, it's also your authority, you really need to listen to your gut um, and what it's telling you. And sometimes it won't 
tell you like a yes or a no right away. This is talking about authority. So your authority um, for the listeners, your authority is the energy center that takes kind of precedence over all of the other energy centers and you it's how your soul speaks to you on how you should be making your decisions in your life um so for colleen it's her sacral center um and that center is aligned with your gut and it's just kind of like it's the life energy force that like pulls you forward um so having that as your authority means that you really need to wait until you are truly aligned with something in order to move forward with it. Um, if you kind of just jump on an idea or whatever it is that you are trying to decide what to do or not, um, without waiting until you're fully aligned with it, or if you're just like, yeah, sure, everyone else is doing it. So if you do something like that, then in the long run, it will end up being a little bit more detrimental to your life, like your purpose, your whatever you're trying to accomplish. Um, and waiting is hard because society tells us to make a decision right away. Like, oh, you got a job offer. Um, like you get a call and you're supposed to kind of like answer right away on the phone versus um, wait until you're fully aligned with that and then make that decision. Um, yeah, I, I totally am. Yeah resonate with that but I feel like I always say that I like to do so much research before I ever mm -hmm. make any decisions but maybe it's really just like that waiting kind of like soaking in period to see, yeah, see if I am in alignment with it yeah that's perfect that's a great technique too if um, you're a generator and you find yourself kind of like jumping on things that aren't right for you just you know what would Colleen do <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah um yeah. Okay. So, and then for generators, since they have their sacral center filled in, um, and that is their energy source and their, that what, that what it is, what pulls them forward throughout the day. Um, so as long as a generator or a manifesting generator is doing something that lights them up and they truly love and it fuels their soul and they're just like, so incredibly aligned with it during the day, then at the end of the day, they'll go to sleep, they'll get their rest. Um, rest is very important for generators because that is when their energy refuels. If you don't rest, then it doesn't refuel and you'll kind of start to feel like you're not self or um, you'll start to take on things that you don't need. And um, yeah, so rest is very important, but rest is very important for everyone. But in... Um, for the generators, it is how they refuel and how they, since they were using all of that energy in their sacral center, it, they, they, um, well, kind of fill up their tank over the, over, overnight, and then they'll be ready for the next day with a full tank. So, yeah. yeah There's a huge, huge difference when I'm like very regular about, I mean, I really like a solid eight hours and when I'm getting less than that, I so notice it. Mm -hmm. I just understand when people run on like four or five hours a night that's that's actually something that some not all manifesting generators but some manifesting generators they just have like I don't know an extra tap of energy somewhere and <laughs> they don't need as much sleep I mean sleep is still very important um I think it's kind of more like a routine thing for manifesting generators but yeah sleep is still very important for everyone so even if you're a manifesting generator and you feel like you don't need that much sleep make sure you're still getting your amount of sleep that you do need. Um, okay. Well, I think we kind of covered a lot already in your chart. Um, when I do a reading with people, we also dive deep into their profile and those, um, your incarnation cross and then those little uh, arrows at the top of your chart. I'm actually going to talk about one of your arrows really quick. Um, your manifesting arrow. There's a, there's a lot more that goes into that arrow, but your manifesting arrow is on the bottom right-hand side of your chart. It's gray. Um, and yours is pointing to the left. So that means that you are, oops, where did our video go? That means that you are a specific manifester. So if you want to manifest something new into your life, you need to be very specific about it, even down to like, 
like if you're trying to manifest like a, a man or a woman or whoever you want to be with. <laughs> like even down to like their eye color, like their hair color, like it's okay to do that. It might not be exactly how you pictured it, but that's how you will call some something in like that. Um, I don't know how you manifested your apartment, but maybe it was something where it was like very specific, like super close to my gym, like a good view with a balcony, um, kind of like modern-ish feels like homey and like all that stuff. Um, but so manifesting, you are a specific manifester, which means that you need to get very specific on what you want and it will come to you. Wow, that's so helpful. So clearly right now my um, when I grow up goals need to be more concise down to well, it's not necessarily that they need to be um, like they're they're a little they're a little bit specific and you can maybe you can get into like a little bit more specifics where like it's still good to be open about certain things but um, try to get into like a little bit more specific areas such as like location or um, maybe if you're working for yourself, what would, what would your day look like kind of thing? It doesn't need to be like exactly what you're going to do, but just visualize that and try to call that in, um, with just like a little bit more specifics, like take time to maybe journal about it or yeah. Um, one of the really cool tips that, uh, Nicole mentioned on her podcast, which was episode two, maybe. Um, but she mentioned a journaling thing that she did um, where she has like, I think she did this weekly or daily or something, but it was like a to-do list. And she had a to-do list for herself and then a to-do list for the universe. And so she, isn't that cool? That's cool. <laughs> yeah, so, right now, yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, so she would write down everything logistically that she needed to do that day or that week. And then she wrote down everything that the universe needed to follow through with in order for, you know, everything to kind of happen how it should. And I was like, that is such a cool idea. And specific, she's also a specific manifester. So anything, anything like that where you're getting real specific about what you need to do and maybe what the universe needs to do, like that's it's really good too. And anyone who's a non-specific manifester, say that arrow is pointing to the right instead of the left, um, you can still do all of these things just know that you don't need to like you it's better to just be more open about what you're trying to call in um and like yeah that'll just whatever's right for you will come like it might not be what you expect whatever's right for you will just come to you but if you are a specific manifester then you can be a lot more specific and you can call in whatever you want <laughs> okay i will put that to good use yeah definitely okay um since we talked about your chart a lot uh, that was a really good conversation. I'm glad we got that recorded. Um, let's kind of dive into like, where did you start? Like, where did your journey start? How did you get to where you are today? Um, and then we can take a little pause, but then we'll talk about like where you are going to go in your future and what you want that to look like. Okay. So I was trying to think back to like really the starting point and I mean, it goes back to my childhood, and honestly, my mom, maybe the nature of her being in, like, the fitness industry, she always raised us eating, you know, as healthy as she knew how to feed us, and so this was in the means of, you know, as a kid, I would be munching on, like, whole fruits and veggies, and we were always the weird kids in, like, preschool and, you know, elementary school that had, like, the healthiest snacks when everyone was having all these, like, you know, junky snack food, and of course, she'd treat us from time to time, but I would only ever have fast food, so I would, like, with friends or, like, sometimes with my dad or, yeah, so I think that that kind of was ingrained in me as a kid, and then going off to college, that was really when I was, like, whoa, okay, now I need to feed myself, you know, like, what am I gonna need to sustain like being this healthy person? But also, of course, you know, I was very much so influenced at that time by appearance, just, you know, and I wanted to make sure I wasn't gaining the freshman 15 and all these things you hear about. So 
um, I started following all these healthy living bloggers and that was like my whole freshman year of college. And of course, like I, you know, indulged in all the things that freshmen college students do. Um, but then sophomore year, I started a healthy living blog. And like I said, I was following all these healthy living bloggers and one of the bloggers I became friends with and she started this vegan challenge. And I decided like I'd never heard of vegan and I just figured I'd try because I like challenges. And in that time I watched Forks Over Knives and then one of the OG documentaries of Educated. And I also like got all the fun vegan alternatives in my little grocery haul and they weren't very good, but I was still like, you know, I was enjoying and um, I ended up continuing on after that week because, you know, I was so impacted by those documentaries and it was more so health focused at that point. I, you know, was very much so into the idea that all of these Western diseases are actually brought on by diet instead of genetics. And of course, genetics plays a role, but uh, the way that they put it, which I still love to this day, is genetics loads the gun and your lifestyle pulls the trigger. So even if you do have that within your, you know, in your body, in your DNA, you still have the reins here. So anyways, I continued on for the first year or so. Um, and I was still continuing with my healthy living blog. So I was documenting this whole process and that was actually seehowido.com, which is my like former self brand. And I continued on, kept going for the first year or so. I would say I was plant-based and totally like eating hundred percent plant-based, but just mentally I was not ethically or environmentally focused at that point it was really all just you know health focused and I think that's maybe my my stubbornness and I think one time I had a dairy cheese pizza but I mean I was like you know I feel like once I'm like deciding on something I'm going to stick to it and that's just how I am usually as a person um so I just continued on until I met my first vegan friend who happened to be a raw vegan friend and this is just so funny looking back at where I'm at now more in that realm and then where I was when I met this person who's like very like spiritual and totally raw he took me to this raw vegan potluck that was bring your own drum I was so out of my element and but it was just it was a great experience and I you know met so many other vegans at that point and I actually watched earthlings right after that and everything that was I'll get yeah yeah this this documentary I still will say even all the documentaries that are out there I have not watched Dominion but I'm sure it's probably like the same level which one Dominion I haven't heard of that one why haven't I heard of that one Earthlings equivalent based out of Australia okay okay from what I've heard but yeah I just couldn't can't bring myself to watch something like that again but um, yeah, so I would say that created the largest impact for me um, and honestly provided continuous footage in my mind for the rest of my life. Um, and just seeing plant foods as really the only food and you know, animals as just not food anymore. So um, yeah, from there on out, of course, like my, my brand online was shifting within consciousness and just you know, and, and all of the, the things I was now bringing on into um, my newfound passions. So I eventually switched my brand over to Green Colleen um, as I tied in like the ethical and environmental side and just becoming a more conscious consumer. And yeah, there's just been so much evolution throughout the last now six years. I just celebrated my six year anniversary, which I was very excited about. I should have said that for my, <laughs> my goal or something that I, I accomplished. But yeah, so, you know, it's it's so crazy and things just like, you know, came about so quickly. It just, it became my new normal, you know, super fast. You know, you, your body doesn't take long to adjust to things. And um, just with the impact that, you know, I, I realized I was making um, in the world, it just no other way made sense. And it's not just, you know, the food that you eat and the lifestyle choices you make. I mean, all of those choices, much greater impact, like so many other world problems going on um, that, you know, we wouldn't even have thought of before. And then, you know, speaking energetically, there's a huge shift there as well. We are not consuming, you know, the emotions of other beings that were in fear and uh, terror and just, you know, not in a good place and then taking those on as your own. So maybe that would also have to do with open emotional center. 
Um, but anyway, so yeah, I wonder, I wonder if that's like, wow, I've never thought about that. That's a really good point to make about taking on emotions from what you're eating even. Yeah. And I, I, I can see in, you know, in some people, maybe that's the case more than others, but, um, yeah, I mean, I've taken on so many, uh, interests as far as like just understanding the body better, understanding the world better. Um, it's honestly been hard for me to try to narrow in on maybe like top focuses for my online presence, but I don't think I necessarily have to. I'm just, you know, it's just become an extension of who I am today. And I have very, very many interests and passions. And so I just try to share that as much as I can. Um, and mostly I'm on my Instagram. I do have a blog website, um, but I haven't been as great about updating that with blog posts, but I do have my, my plant-based nutrition chart that I recently came out with mm. a couple months ago that has that hanging on your wall right there. I see Yes, it is. Yeah. So, um, yeah, please share the link to that, like in the show notes. Um, you guys can scroll down and find her plant-based nutrition chart. Do you want to talk a little bit about what's on there? Yeah, yeah. So I created a plant-based nutrition chart in 2013 when I first went vegan because I was really unfamiliar with it. And then, of course, I had a ton of family and friends that were saying I was gonna be suffering nutritionally, and you know everything that we've ever been taught growing up. So. Um, I created this chart that has all the macro and micronutrients that the human body needs on the daily, and then the sources in the plant kingdom in which you can get it, and then also what each nutrient does for the human body. So it's just kind of all-encompassing, and I love to keep it in a kitchen, so you can kind of just you know scroll through and make sure that you are getting everything you need. But honestly, there's pictures and colors, and it's kind of artwork for me now, so yeah. Awesome. I love it. I still need to order one. I keep forgetting to actually like click and order one, but I definitely want to have one like in my, my little yeah. kitchen space too. Yeah, there's a PDF and then there's a poster print version. So whatever suits awesome. your. So if you order the poster print version, does that just get shipped to you? Yes. Perfect. This is dope. You guys, you're going to want one <laughs> once you see it. <laughs> All right. Um, is there anything else you want to add that you've kind of been like doing recently before we talk about where you want to go in the future? I don't think so. I feel like I was kind of all over the place in describing where I'm at now because I do have so many interests. I mean, I know that potentially I want some sort of certification because I feel like that kind of just builds your credibility. Um, but there's so many different uh, directions that I could go with that. I've been, you know, in my head with maybe the yoga teacher training or, you know, maybe the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, or even like eCornell, plant-based nutrition, or honestly, I'm super into, you know, hormone health. So I'm like, oh my gosh, maybe I could like, you know, do something being like a hormone specialist or, yeah. I don't know. So Shannon, uh, a couple episodes ago, Shannon from the Glowing Fridge, she's a certified hormone specialist. So I'm sure she has a good resource where she got her certification if you're interested in that too. Oh yeah, I will definitely reach out to her on that. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Um, no, looking back though at everything you just said, listening to it, it's different when you're talking. I totally feel the same way, but it, it all sounded super cohesive and like, oh my gosh, there's so many tidbits that were amazing. I loved what you said when you said, um, when you talked about the, your genetics or whatever, how did you say it? Your genetics are like loading the gun Yeah. and then your lifestyle pulls violence. Yeah. <laughs> well, what did you say? How did you say it? You said, um, your genetics load the gun and your lifestyle pulls the trigger. Yeah, definitely. I totally agree with that because there's so many, I mean, you, you can only do so much with your genetics. Like you're still holding on to that. It might be heavy or it might be, um, something that you just kind of need to like work with, but your lifestyle is ultimately what triggers those, um, symptoms or those lifestyle diseases they're calling them now. Um, if you guys watch Works Over Knives, they talk a lot about lifestyle diseases. Um, like, what's the, it's either type 1 or type 2 di diabetes, the one, type, type two. 2. Yeah, type 2 diabetes. Mm -hmm. um, and then just, like, a lot of forms of cancer, cancer cells can just, like, lie dormant in your body for your whole life. Um, even certain mental illnesses you can keep at bay or um, kind of 
manage with your lifestyle and your diet and all that stuff too. So I, I loved that. Um, I'm probably going to like do that thing where a lot of other podcasts is like put a little clip in the front, you know, before they start the little intro music. I haven't done that yet, but (laughs) maybe a little experiment with it at this episode. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, Parks of Knives dives into the human growth factor a ton and like just that being an animal product and that in so many studies being like the direct correlation between cancer growth and the human body. So, Mm -hmm. and then obviously like cholesterol and atherosclerosis and all that. Um, I did mention I was at lunch with my dad recently and I talked about how your diet can literally change your DNA and it can change, it can change like literally it can change your DNA. Um, and I was wondering if you had any other knowledge about that, just kind of through your training through Vega or anything else you've researched. Well, what comes to mind for me is the gut, meaning that it's a second brain and just the power that we have in like what you're saying exactly. So it's like the food that you're consuming actually either like feeds the the good bacteria or the bad bacteria. And um, I mean, the most ideal gut biome situation is to have like super abundant like variety. So like whole plant foods are what fuels the growth of new different types of bacteria in the gut and that's like the most thriving gut you can have and i know that your gut then creates like a shift in your dna literally so yeah Yeah. um i know that i think it's seven years your cells turn over every seven years or something is that right or is it seven years okay yeah so if you've been doing that you're all you're almost there (laughs) six years vegan Seven years will just be like an instant change. <laughs> no, I'm sure it's really gradual, but um, yeah, no, that's a, that's a good little tidbit. Yeah, it's not so refreshing. Like, I don't know. It's almost like you know, mentally, you're like wiped clean of you know things that you once yeah. you were this conditioned person, mm-hmm. and now you're really just living for yourself. And yeah, totally new. And like the that quote that people say, how like oh, people never change. And the thing is, it's not that people never change. People do change, but you can't change people. Mm-hmm. Like, it ha- they have to do that themselves. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, I think, like, that's how you create, like, how one creates sustainable change, like, self, self-motivated. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Sustainable change. I love that. Mm-hmm. Change is the only constant, so. Mm-hmm. I know. Okay, so we talked about your nutrition chart. Um, is there anything else that you want to throw out there? Look, tell us where we can find you online, um, all that stuff. So my primary activity area is Green Colleen on Instagram, but I do have my greencolleen.com website blog where um, I have like my plant-based nutrition chart and then, you know, previous blog posts from back and I'm in the works of putting together a little something, um, a vegan city travel guide. So hopefully that will, you know, come to fruition very soon. And that'll, but that will be on that uh, website. Yeah. Awesome. Exciting. (laughs) All right. And a little final question that I ask all of my podcast guests. Um, what is your number one tip for the listeners on how to raise your vibes? Okay. So I would say eat plants, hydrate, move your body, get outside. I know this is more than one thing. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> uh, release in like a, in a general way. So like release, you know, prior conditioning, attachment, expectation, things like that. So, yeah. I love that. Awesome. Thank you so much for being on this episode, Colleen. It was one of my favorites by far. We're going to definitely have to do like a follow-up with some sort of theme where I don't know. I just love sitting down and talking with you. You're so intuitive and light. And okay, this is another side note, you guys. Projectors, myself, are attracted to generators, Colleen, who are living their design. They're just like so sparkly and everything. And like projectors need that authentic energy in order to like make them make their energy feel good. Um, if we're around other people who may, might not be living their design or living in their not self, we kind of like absorb that as well as projectors. So definitely check who you're hanging out with you guys. If you're a projector, <laughs> hang out with Colleen. <laughs> Aww, 
<laughs> yeah. Well, sorry. What was that? I was gonna say, hang out with Lexi if she if she allows that. If you hang out with Lexi. <laughs> yeah, we'll just we'll just create like a little community and go move to Canada somewhere. Yes, yes. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. Um. Thanks for being on, and we'll talk next time. Bye. Bye. I told you you guys would love this one. It's amazing. Um, feel free to, as always, leave a review, subscribe, all that cute stuff. Um, and also, I leave a link to the private Facebook group and the uh, how you can leave me a voice message so you can be featured on this podcast as well. And I can't wait to start hearing from you guys. Um, if you feel hesitant, just leave me a voice message and you can say that you don't want to be on the podcast. That's fine too. Um, but ask me questions and this is just such a dope feature that I want to start taking advantage of. So click that link to leave me a voice message and be featured on the podcast next week. And um, yeah, I'm so excited. Love you guys. Life is amazing. <laughs>